0: welcome to the marvel cinematic universe podcast i'm matt and i'm jeff it's wonderful to be with you this week we're very excited to be uh uh joining for you to be joining us on the first week of the new season of Agents of Shield. New content. New content. That's so, exciting. We've been doing the rewatch these last few weeks of season one of Agents of Shield and as well as Captain America and now it's time to uh you know jump back into some new stuff. Some stuff to be excited about. Would you say that we recapped Captain America? Recapped Yeah <laughs> That was good. No, it wasn't. No, it was horrible, but... Don't don't you patriotic (laughs) me. Get it? (laughs) Patriotic? Get it? Because it's Captain Captain America. Yeah, I get it. Okay, that was terrible. That was worse. Actually, no, Those are all real bad jokes. <laughs> People downhill are joining us for quickly. the first time. It's it's, it's, it's the first week uh, back to chill I figure we've got some new listeners and uh, we want to welcome you all. We'll <laughs> try some to downhill be, jokes, we'll real try, quick. <laughs> we'll try to be funnier than Jeff uh, just was. Uh, <laughs> wah wah, wah. Uh, No, but seriously, thank you everybody for uh for tuning in. Uh, you know, because that's what you do on the internet. You tune things. <laughs> Um, however you're listening to this thing, thanks, uh, thanks, thanks for Thanks for clicking rather than... Too, thanks for typing and, you know, searching. And then, you know what? You found us. Mm-hmm. And even if we weren't your first pick, we appreciate you coming by. <laughs> Th- thanks for coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh but thank you. And uh hopefully uh hopefully we'll be a good source for you guys. We we cover everything Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh this right now we're uh, obviously gonna be covering Marvel Agents of Seal because it's the new content, but we'll also be talking Marvel News and uh you know, just we'll be covering everything. So we also try to link back to uh as much of the previous Marvel Cinematic Universe and and upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe and, and kind of what things can lead into and what they've come from just to just to link everything because we as we all know it's all connected it's that interconnectivity it's very interconnected and we uh when we try to do uh we'll just just give you a breakdown of how we work here we're going to do news for a little while and then we'll go into a section where we just talk about tonight's episode of agents of shield and then we're going to go into a more intense spoiler section where we're going to s- discuss everything in this Marvel Cinematic Universe and how it might connect with what we saw tonight and uh, just and how it might connect with the news. But we, we, we try to be sensitive to the spoilers for those of you who aren't caught up in, with, with all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, then we also want to give something for all of you who are completely caught up. Who, so. uh, how intense is that uh, secret spoiler area? Oh, it's super secret. <laughs> oh. That's pretty. It's pretty intense. It sounds fairly secret. to <laughs> Our super secret spoiler session. No, no, just call that's it. Really s- like. <laughs> so let's call it. S- <laughs> um, well, uh, so let's talk some Marvel news. What you got for us this week, Jeff? Well, I mean, a few things have come up. Uh, one of the things that I posted on the Facebook page last week, like right after we recorded our last episode, is that. Um, James Darcy has been added to the cast of uh, pay, uh the Agent Carter miniseries, I guess you'd call cool. it as edwin jarvis uh what, what, do we know anything about that character uh, that character edwin jarvis yes. is, Edwin Jarvis is Tony Stark's butler in every incarnation of Iron Man ever <sighs> okay, so the the I knew that jarvis i thought that's what um, thought that might be what you're going for, so yeah. He's the butler that that Tony Stark bases uh, Jarvis on, the robot. Or the AI, yeah. Yeah, not robot. What I'm assuming is going to be the thing is that in Agent Carter, Edwin Jarvis is going to be Howard Stark's butler. Butler, And I'm betting that it just kind of evolves to, like, Tony Stark wants to just immortalize him. Yeah. And then keep him as AI. Mm Mm-hmm. And... I'm really looking forward to to how the uh, how James Darcy is going to just completely bring Jarvis to life in a completely different way that uh, Paul Bettany than from the way Paul Bettany does. Mm-hmm. Because Paul Bettany makes him just really snide yeah. and and dry all the time. And yeah, that's how that character is. But he's also pretty heroic. Like he'll he'll stand up to anybody that walks into the Avengers Mansion. Just like how dare you show up here and like grab a broom and want to fight him. Hmm. because he's he's awesome cool talking about uh jarvis jarvis edwin jarvis edwin jarvis in the comics in the comics gotcha in that comic thing anyway also about agent carter um more casting news really uh shay wiggum has been added to it he was in boardwalk empire another oh wow older piece a little period piece um it didn't specify what I read didn't specify on um, what he is being cast as, just that he's been cast in it. So, you know, look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. More more info coming cool down the well, pipeline. Like, I've I have not seen Boardwalk Empire, but I've heard nothing but like rave reviews oh, yeah. about it's, it. it. It's so good. Cool. Cool, cool. It's so good. Even though I've only watched like half a season of it. Cool. I just haven't gotten around to watching the rest of it. There's so much good TV these days. I I know. It's so difficult to watch everything. I've just decided to watch only Marvel things, and that (laughs) will fill up my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully forever. (laughs) Hopefully we won't have to turn to anything else. Because, you know, I can't lose another one. Can't lose another one. Can't lose another what? Another TV show. Oh, like... Your, your shows you loved have passed away in the past. Yeah. Like what what's the show that you've uh... Uh, there was one that was about King Arthur. Um it was called Camelot. Cool. It was on Showtime. And it uh, it passed away? It passed away. It had one season and I That's thought it was bummer. great and it has not been picked up again. It's a bummer. It's, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, not a people not a lot of people liked it, I guess. <laughs> we did a story on Pursuit of the Trivial, which is another podcast that I uh, that I'm on. Uh, pursuit of the trivial uh we did a story where about the show longmire that just uh that have you heard of the show i've heard of it i've watched it i believe yeah um well it's not surprising you haven't watched it i haven't either but uh they canceled it it's the second most popular show on their network they canceled it because the audience is too old and they can't get advertisers (laughs) because apparently advertisers like Advertising to younger people because we're more changeable in our thoughts. We we will buy other products, and so even though Longmire has higher ratings than a ton, it had higher ratings than Mad Men. Wow, yeah. that's intense. But the uh, the 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 powers that be, all these uh, advertisers wouldn't advertise because the the audience was uh, the median age was like sixty, and so that you, we laugh, we laugh. But you're talking about like not want not wanting shows to die, but we're, you know, we're halfway there. Like yep. Yep. when we're 60 this is not a good precedent. We're going to be that age one day and <laughs> we, we need our so. shows to be, let's, let's hope we make it. Uh, another reason we need to get on our, uh, our weight loss plan. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get on the Drax diet real the quick. The Drax diet and I'll be on the Star-Lord diet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so that's, uh, speaking of, and just to catch up the new listeners, oh, wait, we joked, no. we joked, we joked a couple weeks ago that we were gonna. Uh, I guess joked. I don't know. I'm in. I'm in. If you're in, <laughs> I'm all for it. Three years from now, I don't have two, to worry about it right now. <laughs> two years, two years and ten months from now, we're supposed to cosplay as Star Lord and Drax yep. to go see the premiere. But that means me and Jeff have to lose some weight. So we have th- two years and ten months yep. to lose. Uh, I'll probably need to lose about 200 pounds. I see. That's that's why I think that I can hold off a little bit because I only need to lose about a buck ten, and I'll be uh, I'll be smexy. Yeah, but Drax is real buff though. So you gotta lose it and you gotta gain the muscle. Yeah, so I don't need to lose as much then. Right? <laughs> well you still gotta lose all the fat I just, and I have gain to gain the muscle. I have to transfer it is what I, I need to <laughs> what's what's so the exchange deal. rate on <laughs> on fat to muscle? I don't know that it exactly works that way. But we'll we'll No, we'll I'll I'll go to out. the bank and we'll figure it out. <laughs> So, what's our next new piece of news <laughs> oh um there's this there's this great thing that I really think that you and I would probably want to go to if we could afford it there's a university i don't know why i didn't write this down which one it is, but there's a university in the in the states of the of that are united <laughs> of America uh-huh. uh, <laughs> where it's a course it's a class it's a college course where they're basically studying. How the Marvel Cinematic Universe has changed filmmaking, and like how it's evolved mm. into its own thing, and how it changes uh, the the minds and and sculpts the the culture of its demographic. Interesting. That's really cool that they're just studying the Marvel Universe or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, they're just watching movies all day. <laughs> That's well, all they do. Are they? Are they discussing, like, the effects it's having on the movie industry? Is that kind of the They're kind of the covering all the bases from what the article was saying. Cool. If you want, I can pull it up. Yeah, well, what school was it? Uh, it's at the University of Baltimore. Cool. And it's um, it is called Media Genres, Media Marvels. And it's a... Quote, is a first-of-its-kind look at Marvel Studios' efforts to establish an interconnected universe of plotlines, characters, and backstories in order to better understand our culture's love of superheroes. Starting with the first Iron Man movie, students will examine the films, television shows, and related comic books that make up the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> End quote. Who needs that course? That's what this podcast is for. <laughs> it's exactly what we're trying to do, except they're getting paid for it. Getting paid and getting tenured and shit. We're, we're just talking on the internet you yeah. got a raw deal jeff <laughs> cool <laughs> realized he was getting the raw deal mm. the night the santa night santa went crazy, santa went yeah. crazy. oh yeah, yeah. i got gotcha. you i just weird i was al like what you. is that oh i remember now <laughs> it's a that's what that's a weird al original not even a parody yeah yeah he had some good originals he really did oh that weird al Oh, that weirdo, Mr. Yankovic. Anyway, (laughs) um, carrying on with the news, I'm just going to pick another random one. Do it. Uh, TNT, the network network TNT. I was going to say like the network something, but that's just what they are as a network. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to end it there. Uh, they have bought the TV rights for the next five Marvel films, and not just, like, the rights to show it on TV, but, like, the network television premiere kind of rights yeah. to it. they have the television premiere window. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, it's supposed to be in two years, like, approximately two years after each film releases is when it'll premiere, like... Te- no, network television premiere on TNT only yeah. on TNT. And that included age of Ultron as yep. well. It starts with age of, age of Ultron and then goes through the next four after that. So and Cap 3, cat three, Ant-Man's going to be in there. It's true. Um, I'm pretty sure Dr. Strange is going to be in there. Um, just because they're working yeah. on it already. Um, Based on, on how fast they're going, I would say, let's see, 2015, 16, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is going to be in that. Wow. It's going to be the number five, if they keep to the two-a-year thing. Yeah. which I believe, I believe Guardians, that year, 2016, may be the first year they do three. 2017. Oh, 2017. Yeah. I think that might be the first year they're doing three. Yeah because Guardians mm. is coming out in July. Oh, then it's not like in that a, five they're gonna deal. They're going to be like a May and the July movie and an August movie that year. Okay, then it's not going to be in the, in the five picture deal. It's going to be just outside that. <laughs> They'll probably pick that up in the next couple of years. Or though. someone will, you know. Someone's going to jump on it. Someone will snatch it up. Because, I mean, that's a whole lot of forward thinking as far as, like, just, Getting something as, as an investment, as a time yeah. investment. I don't know how. I don't know how rare that is. Movies but aren't seems, even out yet. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That's, it seems like movies generally it's, they wait to see how successful they are, and then they buy the. They would probably buy the rights. But this, in this case, it's like five <laughs> movies in advance. I think it's like as far as movies go, and as far as uh, studios go, like Marvel's movie credit score is at like eight hundred, mm-hmm. and then like. Everybody else just kind of like peters down after that. Like Christian Bale is pretty low about now. <laughs> that that was mean. I'm sorry. Why Christian Bale? Well, it ha- what what do you call it when Batman skips going to church? Christian Bale. Oh. Wah wah. Let's see. Uh, other news would be that Doctor Strange is in final negotiations with um, with its shooting location. Um, it's going to be shooting in the UK apparently. Um, okay. I guess that's where eccentric buildings look yeah. best. Sure, I don't know. I've seen Sherlock. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. Um, I don't know that there's been. I haven't. I haven't really seen any more news on um, whether or not Joaquin Phoenix is going to be doing Doctor Strange. Yeah, and whether or not he's finished out It's just out someone that. else. Like, <laughs> like after we've had all this talk. So much, <laughs> yeah, and they're just like, well, we finalized negotiations, and it's Bill Murray. He's going to be my fill-in from now on. <laughs> Anytime anybody needs to play anything, it's got to yep. be Bill Murray. Bill Murray, until until they say otherwise, I'm just going to assume they're all, it's, it's always Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray's going to play every part. He could do it. Oh, yeah. He could yeah. do it. They'd all be the same character, but Doctor he would Strange, it. a one-man play by Bill Murray. <laughs> Next little bit of news. Uh, last bit I got, actually. Um, it's actually really exciting, though. First pictures have hit the internet of Mockingbird, Bobby Morse, Adriana Palicki as Bobby Morse. Apparently, she's going to show up as the head of security for HYDRA. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Apparently, that's her first intro, little, little tidbit. But that makes sense because... Uh, In in the comics and in every incarnation that I've seen her in, Bobby Morse has always been, like, super stealthy, secretive, infiltrative agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, on the Natasha Romanov level. Mm -hmm. And um, she's probably, like, while Hydra was infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D., she was infiltrating Hydra kind of thing, I'm Mm -hmm. betting, was what was going on. And, like, I'm excited. I'm excited because Bobby Morse is so cool. Well, that's but... cool. I, 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 I like, uh, I like, I like the, uh, I like that they're bringing in, bringing her in because that, that, yeah. Well, it's awesome. a, it's a new, especially after this week. This week, uh, this week's episode really excites me. And I guess since we're done with news, we can get there. Yeah. Um, I really liked this week's episode and they some of the effects and just seeing what they're able to do with some of the fight sequences. This this season seem to be uh, seem to be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. it's It almost feels like um, The pilot from last season You remember like it, It's got you that jazzed up Just because it looks so good And they put so much into it And it's just it's great looking and feeling, and, yeah. like, the story in it is so good. It felt it felt good, and all the characters are in interesting places and have a lot of, a lot of places to go from here. So, oh, yeah. So let's get on it. Uh, we're going to enter now our uh, spoilery talk about this week's episode, episode uh, one of season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The episode is called Shadows. Shadows. So if you haven't seen Shadows yet, go to Hulu and watch it. It's on Hulu oh. Plus right now. Um, or uh, if you... You know, however you watch your shows, go watch uh, go watch uh, Shadows. And it's gonna... on ABC Go, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. It's probably on ABC Go. Cool. It's it's like it's likely on all the on-demand channels as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use Hulu just because it makes things easy. And you're an internet junkie. Yeah, I watch everything on the internet pretty much. I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so spoilery talk. Spoilery talk in three. Two, one Fitz has gone bad shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, you could say that. You could say yeah. that. This Fitz situation is interesting. They went a different way with it than I was expecting. I, they they surprised me. I didn't know if they were gonna be able to surprise me with the Fitz situation, and they did. I did not see that coming. I I kind of did, but only because I read something about it beforehand. Oh, okay. And I, I spoiled it for myself. I was Stop like, "Stop spoiling yourself!" Yeah, yeah. Stop spoiling yourself. <laughs> do that in the privacy of your own home. So. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, well, let's do a quick breakdown of this uh, episode, and then we'll kind of talk about the characters. But um, so this opens in the 1940s when, uh, yeah, 1945. The SSR is cleaning up Hydra after World War II. Yeah, the was the. Strategic Scientific Reserve. Yeah. I did that in an English accent to mirror <laughs> Hayley Atwell, maybe. She'll... Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a failure. You you failed mirroring her. What? No, no, I didn't, I didn't want to like emulate her. I oh, wanted okay. to mirror her as a male. Okay. I didn't want to be like the Strategic Scientific Reserve. There you go. That was much better. Yeah. I, I mean, like... if I wanted to emulate, but I didn't want to. Well, I, I wanted Senpai to notice me. Anyway, so this scene That's had a weird. lot of interesting things in it. Oh yeah, had a lot of little Easter eggs in there. Um, Dum Dum yeah. Dugan came back. I was so happy. Yeah, I really liked that both I the uh, that Colleen Commandos showed up. <laughs> yep, that was awesome. And uh, the most interesting stuff is, I, I guess, um, the All characters the boxes. characters we meet and these two boxes. Yeah, two boxes particularly. Um, one they, they refer to throughout the episode as the Obelisk. Yep. Um which later on we see it with uh, activated and there's some interesting stuff on it. But uh what uh, when they're closed that crate and you see something blue inside, uh-huh. it looks like an arm to me. It looks like a body to me. It looks yep. like it could be a Cree dude. Could be Cree. Uh we oh, it's so Still Cree. don't have that confirmed, but it looks like it's the blue guy from the episode Tahiti. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know. I mean, that it's got to be. It's yeah. got to be that guy. But see, my thought is it's a Kree dude. Yep, just probably like full stop. It's a Kree dude. Yeah, <laughs> probably a member of the Kree race, the Kree Empire. <gasps> which we won't go too far in because it's 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 beyond the show. Let's talk, Let's keep it to the show. I'm being so meta right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, so so yeah, I thought that was a a great opening scene, and and it ties yeah. into obviously Agent Carter, which is coming in just mere weeks mere weeks or months a couple months we'll be seeing more of haley atwell as a uh, agent carter it's gonna be awesome mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's kind of like they close the box on the past and open the box in the future yeah it is uh, that, that's that's a really good way of putting it because it goes straight into like a uh, a deal to get just not even the box but intel on the box yeah, from a dude who was ex shield and just like doesn't care about Shield anymore. Mhm. What a dick. Which uh it seems like our team really, especially Sky, Sky seems like she has her agent credibility a whole lot more together. I don't know, that sentence was awful, but uh <laughs> she it seems, seems like, like she might have gone through some training. Yes. Yes. And, and they they, they mentioned later it's they've made it through a winter. Yeah. Uh so so we've we, it was probably a few months after after they left, we left off. And um the government's been chasing them and they're chasing Hydra. Yeah. So it's kinda like a Benny Hill episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that, Everybody's that's chasing everybody. Mostly what I was thinking when I was watching this episode was how much it reminded me of a Benny Hill episode. Yeah, with the naked ladies. Mm-hmm. All the naked ladies. Yep. Um and not like that at all. Nope, nope, not like that. It's much darker. Um so we see we see a character uh, played by Lucy <laughs> Lawless. Hartley? Isabel Hartley. Isabel Hartley. Um, And she's selling it. And when we first see her, we don't know. No, she's buying. Oh, right. She's She's buying. buying. She's buying the information. And when we first see her, we don't know if she's... We don't realize she's with our team. Faux show. Yeah. She looks like she's she's purchasing this, this information. Yeah, she looks a little sketchy. You know? Not having any kind of uniform or anything like that on. So, I mean... And, like and she's working with like shady mercenaries, so you're kind of like, what is this lady all about? Yeah, what is her deal? And then it turns out that you know everyone gets their asses handed to them. Because mm-hmm. then we get introduced to Carl Crusher Creel, Carl Crusher Creel, the Absorbing Man. Which at this point we only know that he has the power to uh, withstand gunshots. withstand bullets, which is pretty <laughs> a pretty pretty good power in itself. Yeah, it's a substantial power. Yeah. Because those hurt. I really liked all the use of his power in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they kept touching on powers like that. Like, he was in the index. He's got powers. It's not like he shows up, a, like, two times, uses one thing, and then goes away. Like, he continuously uses his powers and keeps showing up. Yeah. And, like, is a constant threat through the episode. Yeah. Because he's got this ability, and he uses it in like four or five very clever ways. Yeah, when yeah. He, when he uses it at the end to pick up the obelisk, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, when he touches the tire, yeah, and he's like, oh, "So well, rubber is a better thing to grab Ooh. things with." Yeah, rubber is a, <laughs> is a insulator, and he can pick it up. You know, Yep. it's so awesome. And then he um, uh, he also uses it to turn invisible at one point, sort of. He becomes clear like the glass prison mm-hmm. he's in, or the plastic or whatever it is prison yep. he's in. He also enjoys a uh, little Groot action uh, <laughs> by, by becoming the wood. There's all kinds of good wood jokes we could make there. <laughs> but uh, we'll refrain. We're a classy podcast. Are we? Are yeah. we that classy, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So classy. So classy. Well so so that's, so that's we get introduced to Crusher Crow. We don't really learn much yet. Uh our our team gets their butts handed to them, as well as I think the uh the person selling the information is killed. Yeah, he breaks his neck. Dang. <laughs> so uh yeah, that, that was pretty intense. Um and then we get we find out our team is with this with this group that was uh trying to purchase the information. Uh they didn't know our team was watching them, but our team is is is, is in cahoots with them. And uh, was watching their back, and then we get our uh, our first look at the playground and all of the various characters at the playground. I I loved this. I loved that uh, we see a lot is already happening. The mercenaries. We have this mechanic. What's his name again? Uh, his name is Mac McKenzie. Mac McKenzie. Like, I think it's Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Okay. Something like that. We've got Mac Mac. It's, yeah, it's Mac. We've got Mac the mechanic there. Uh, we've got these mercenaries who are working f- sort of for Hartley. Uh, kind of under her... Yeah, they're, it's like they're her best friends and she's like, no, mm-hmm. no, they're cool, they're cool. Even Let them come in this party, they're cool. Even though they're saying they're not cool and that they're <laughs> just there for money, they're cool, they're fine, they're fine. They're, they're, they're good, they're with me, I trust these guys and they're like, we really just want to get paid so like, mm-hmm. if you want to do that that'd thought be that great. I thought that was really interesting that they're that desperate that they're just using mercenaries. They're not not even worried about true believers on the S.H.I.E.L.D. side much less the Hydra side, but like the shield side is using whatever they can get their hands, whoever they can get their hands on, to help. Uh, they kind of have to though, because I mean, they, <laughs> you yes. saw the movie; it got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Especially once you, you know, they have to once you see what we see in a few scenes, which is the the map dotted with Hydra. Oh yeah, Hydra communications are everywhere. Yeah, that's like all the locations of of terminal Hydra communications. Mm-hmm. Just, my God. My God, there's so many. We get a nice scene with uh, between May and Coulson, uh, which it seems like May's the only one allowed in to see him at first. Um, yeah. Yeah, there is and that I wonder, little bit of special treatment. It seemed like uh, the mercenaries, at least a couple of them, had never met him before. Because yeah. one of the mercenaries teased the other ones about not looking him in the eye. <laughs> yeah, he's, don't look him in the eye. Whatever you do, don't look him in the eye. He's, really, is he that bad? No, he's a great guy. Nice. No, Let's fine. go. Nice, no, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. Um,. Nice little bit of humor from the mercenaries there. Like even in the worst of times, they're still able to just jab at each other. It's great. Mm-hmm. I really like how Coulson. He jokes a lot about his flights and his how him he has to fly coach. <laughs> yeah, uh, flying coach blows. <laughs> flying coach blows, and then he uh, he talks. It gets really excited because he had an exit seat at one on one of the flights. He talks about being excited about that. Um, it just, it's funny to have that mixed in with him, like talking about how dire the situation is. Yeah. It was, it was nice. It was a nice touch. Uh, Coulson still being Coulson, having the ability to carry the gravitas of an intense scene when he's standing, he's just standing there. I feel like this whole scene, this whole episode, he's like staring out that window. Yep. Um, (laughs) I feel like the whole, (laughs) he's staring out that window, making decisions. I love, I love that. I mean, that's kind of how Nick Fury was. Yeah. Hopefully, Coulson will make better decisions. Mm-hmm. He's got twice oh, wow. the sight. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll see Hydra coming. <laughs> it's because they came from his left. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Hydra was able to infiltrate. <laughs> Lost my one good eye. <laughs> I love the, the scene in Avengers when he says... uh uh <laughs> Tony Stark standing on the bridge. <laughs> how does Fury really see these? How does Fury really see the ones on this side? And, he turns. Uh, he turns. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. Great. Um So uh, Colson uh, tells May how badly they need the uh, cloaking technology f- uh, completed, and so she send he sends her down to talk to Fitz. At this point, we get a great scene with Fitz and Simmons. Um, so we think, yeah. <laughs> As it seems. And uh, our 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 boy Fitz, and this is, I guess, what I was expecting to some degree, was that our boy Fitz would just be a little dumber. See, I was expecting him to be, like, not necessarily a normal, like, just kind of have lost most of his mental capacities. Not just to the point to where he, like, he forgets little bits of information that he used to know, but, like, Kind of forgets that people need to be talked to when he's around them, kind of thing, just kind of where he's like like this plane like that was how, that's what I was expecting out of him, but that maybe he could like write down. Stuff like have little sparks of brilliance and like, yeah. write, write out a blueprint or something. Well, and he even say he does say in the episode he still has ideas. Yeah, he's he, still got it. He just maybe he's we, having some issues. Maybe and 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 Nicholson says I don't know if he can do anything. And that's yeah. where that that line was really. God. That line was rough. Every scene that I that I had with Fitz in this one just broke my heart to pieces, mm-hmm. man. Like he's one of my favorite characters. He's like top three. Yeah. He's top three, and, hmm. th- and then they're hurting him, and they're hurting me, yeah. and it hurts. I uh, because they're hurting me. It's just like a real like flowers for Algernon situation. In this, uh, it's that movie where they take the guy who's mentally slow, give him a injection that makes him super smart, and then at the end of the movie, he turns back into super slow again, oh. and he just <laughs> miss. He has like it's like. Um, Fitz is probably at this level, even at this level, after the brain damage, he's probably a very intelligent fellow, Yeah, but he was so much more intelligent. And And so that, like, long He could finish his own sentences. I just, I I don't know where they're they're taking his character, but especially with him being mentally unstable, uh, I have a feeling they're going to go somewhere where he, like, attempts to fix himself. And I don't know what that's going to lead to. But I have a feeling he's going to attempt to fix himself, and he's either going to be co- get some powers or become a villain. Like that's the only ways I can see Fitz going. That would if they made him a villain like that, that would kill me inside. Yeah, <laughs> they like I, it wouldn't be enough to be where I was done with the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Agents of Shield just in general. Mm. But like it would hurt a lot. Yeah, like the thought of it already hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't know that I can handle that. Yeah, so I, yeah, I hear you. So we carry on. We got we have May talking to uh, uh, Fitz about this sample that they that they got from the dude, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks like lead from bullets, but it's not. Nope, because it starts bleeding, and lead doesn't bleed. Lead doesn't bleed. What I really liked at that point, it, it showed that Fitz knows his soul mental state. Yeah, he says, "Can you see that? Is it, do you see that too?" Yeah, um, T- tell which, me you see that too which shows that he knows that some of the stuff that he's seeing isn't isn't real. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty awesome. Uh, and then we have uh at the same time May is talking to Fitz. We have Coulson going down to see Skye and asking her to visit uh Ward. Um, which uh, he's apparently told her that he's the only person uh that she'll that he she is the only person that he will talk to. Yeah. Um, and give information to. Yep. And so they decide to let that happen, and Sky goes to see Ward, and Ward is in some—Ward uh, is in a messed up state. He's in some dire straits himself. Yeah. All bearded and big cuts up his wrist. Bearded. <laughs> oh, man, when she said, I tried to—and then, then when they uh, took that away, I tried to run at the wall. Yeah, I started said, running at the wall. Said, she said, you should have run faster. Ouch. Right, that's, harsh. That's, that's harsh. That's that's so harsh. I felt a little bad for him, and I was like, "No, stop feeling bad for him. <laughs> he is a bad guy. He's the, he is the ba- he's the worst guy." Um, but yeah, all of the stuff about him trying to commit suicide was uh, was intense, and his character um, he has emotion now. It's great. Yeah, I like it a lot. Like uh, I, I thought he, this was his best performance. <laughs> that really was his absolute best performance, and I really hope that we see more good stuff out of him. Yeah because like at this point i really like the actor and really like the character it's like the whole first season i was just bored with him because he mm-hmm. was just this like blank stone face dude yeah and then like even after he turned and went to like being Hydra bad guy a little bit like toward the toward the end of the season he was still kind of like stone faced non emotional dude until garrett went nuts and then he showed a tiny little bit of emotion but no more than he normally had been. And then like now we see that like he's got some, he's got pain. He's got so much pain. Well, he, everything that he fought for, for what, 20 years, most Was, of his life. Yeah. What just all ended up coming to nothing. Yep. Um, and which is why I, I assume he became so uh, despondent and uh, suicidal. But then, then he said he came out of it clear. The only thing we know he did is he said he wants to help her. He just wants to help her. Yeah. so There's so much that he wants to tell her. About her father. God! Which we did not know that he knew anything about her father. Yeah, like, what does he know? How I does mean, he know? He was working with Raina all that time, and Raina knows. Yeah, Raina knows a lot. God, Raina knows so much. Mr. McDrippy Hands. <laughs> this is- Calvin McDrippy Hands or something. I don't know <laughs> It's Kyle 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 McDrippy Hands Kyle McDrippy Hands I like Calvin I'm gonna call him Calvin <sighs> You're just gonna keep Messing the name up worse <laughs> yeah. It's not even gonna sound so it's gonna be just like a, while. a So eventually it's just gonna be a character That we created Named Calvin McDrippy <laughs> Hands um, so, That's so, gonna get introduced To the Marvel Universe <laughs> We'll definitely discuss this in, When we discuss Kind of um, Supposition And spoilers But Oh man, I wonder how all that relates to the to the stuff with the with the the language that Colson and Garrett wrote down that Sky is analyzing and the obelisk and if if that relates yeah. if McDrippy hands and Reina <laughs> have anything to do with that. I'm not sure that they do this. Too it could be two completely different threads, but they do a good job of causing that all to be connected. So. It's all in the same blanket though.
1: Yeah. Maybe yeah, different
0: yeah. threads, but it's all in the same blanket. So Ward gives uh Good analogy. Yeah, uh, you're Ward. Welcome. Ward gives Does that analogy. Make you feel warm. Inside? <laughs> yeah. Ward teaches them how to trace trace Hydra signals. Yeah, because he's which, all like, um, we use we use the white space in between shield frequencies, mm-hmm, the white noise in between straight shield frequencies. Yep, and uh, they they, they th- which allows them to ha- kind of back ha- backwards hack uh, Crusher Creel, the absorbing man, and find him, mm-hmm. and find he's heading toward Talbot, and uh, then. Caning has the idea to uh, uh, backscatter that or something. I don't yeah, know. Just some, some techno babble that allows them to. Uh, <laughs> He's just to like, look- I'm going to extrapolate this theory and use it on the entire globe. <clears throat> Oh God! I wish I hadn't done that. And then they see all all of the active hydrocommunication communication centers. There's so many happening at that moment, and that's that was pretty intense. It's a little scary, especially when we just saw what uh, Coulson's putting together, what he's trying to build with Shield, and it's nowhere near yeah. as big. So we, we we we're definitely at this point. Shield is the underdog. Oh yeah, and not to mention that of course uh, the government is after them just as hard, which is what that lead that next scene leads us to, which is Talbot being attacked uh, by Crusher Creel and our team uh, rushing in to save save the day slash kidnap Talbot, <laughs> save him slash get some information out of him slash be shield. Yeah, I like that they. Uh, <laughs> I liked how they fooled him. I liked how they got his fingerprints. Um, I like how they got the phone on him. Yeah, <laughs> he's just yeah. Bummed. Excuse me. That was that was pretty awesome. Uh, trip, trip, dropping the phone into his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the realization where he's just like, that's that's not my phone. Fo- I have a phone on me. Hmm. Get the kid. Get out of here. Go. Who the hell are you? Yeah, I thought. <laughs> In previous episodes, in season one, I was kind of a little worried that Talbot was going to be, um, I don't know, not believable character. Yeah. <laughs> that he just looked a little bit too cartoony. Yeah, his, he was going to be like the quintessential army hatred guy. Yeah. yeah. And he still kind of is, but in this season... But he's got a family. Well yeah, they gave him a family which was nice humanizing, but also like the scene where he's just like seething with anger yeah. at Coulson in the in the interrogation room is he calls it the uh honeycomb kill room. <laughs> the honeycomb kill room. <laughs> that's the best name I've ever heard for that. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um but uh but but yeah, I just thought his his acting was a lot more intense. I, I like that actor okay from his work on Heroes. But oh, he yeah. played he played like a played a politician and he was always very uh, stoic and I just never saw that side of his acting before that yeah. him, him him he really pulled that off I liked it he's like spitting his, his, yeah. and his sweat is dripping and he's just really getting into it and I, I liked that yeah I like that he just kind of like when, when they got him a phone he just breaks the phone like mm-hmm. he's done with this conversation he breaks it in half and throws it away and then he pulls out a different one it's like this is Glenn Talbot Ah, and then you just like well, I mean, he was oh, raging right, right. into it. Like, get back up to my position right now. Yeah, and send then me you reinforcements just, right now yeah, to this position. You just hear May out of nowhere. Watch your six. And then he just starts swinging. Mm-hmm. Like he just comes around swinging. Not ne- not even like looking for a threat. He's just like first thing behind me just gets knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he 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 does a he does has a nice little uh, three punch spat with a uh, crusher Creel. Yeah. Um, And then our our team swists him away. Uh, Kind of. We see his power in action, though. Yeah, we do. We see him pick up the ball and chain, which (laughs) is apparently his his weapon in the comic books, correct? Yeah, kind of. He uses anything that he can get his hands on, really. Okay. Yeah, I've just always heard that was his uh, weapon of choice. Uh, It might be... I've always thought of Ball and Chain as, uh, th- what's his name, Thunderball and the Wrecking Crew. Okay. I think is what his name is. Um, Who is apparently, he's a PhD that has a magical weapon um, and like is retardedly super strong. Um, but he's a bad guy. Okay. Part of, um, you know, that whole. Yeah, just looking up pictures of Absorbing Man, it seems like a lot of the pictures from the comics have him holding a ball and chain. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, Well they might no, it's a thing. They might So that's I think why they, when he they picks that up That's like his moment to like yeah. look like the comic books Which was pretty awesome Yeah I <laughs> When I saw him going for it I was like, oh god no Oh god no, he's gonna become metal Don't let him grab the chain Don't let him grab the chain Don't let him grab the chain, grab the chain! Yeah <laughs> And then they did And they don't listen to me ever I know what I'm talking about <laughs> The TV can't hear you Guys TV he can't hear you. Yes, it can. It's the people inside that are deaf. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they get Talbot. They trick him into giving him all their bi- all his biometric data, which uh, we see Fitz talking to Simmons again at this point um, about his. Or so we think. So, or so we think <sighs> about how they have a new golden boy. It makes me so sad. <laughs> well it's it's just so crazy he's having these conversations by himself. about by himself, you know yeah. about him being the golden boy, and yeah, that's real crazy stuff right there, um, well, and the fact that he keeps thinking that Simmons touches his shoulder and then like he puts his hand where he yeah. thinks that she has touched his shoulder and like rubs it it's like God dude <sighs> don't do this. don't do this to my fits, hmm. You're going to give me fits. I'm just excited about what he's going to become. Cause I really do believe that's been in all the ads. What will he become? What will she become? Yeah. And I'm really, I think that, uh, I really do think that he's going to try something to fix himself and it's going to cause some sort of, I don't know, problem. <sighs> he's probably going to talk to that doctor Whitehall. Oh yeah. Possible. <sighs> possible. So, uh, they use they use Talbot's biometrics and his the information they get they glean from him. After they drop him in his underwear in a parked <laughs> car, which I thought was pretty great. Um, he wakes up and calls them and immediately gives them the information that uh, they need to get he in. He wakes up fuming and doesn't doesn't realize that Koenig is on the other end of the line just <clears throat> Yep. Yes, yes, sir. We yeah. We're we'll, gonna we'll be right there. We'll be right you just sit tight. We'll be right there. And then nothing happens. <laughs> he's got to like walk home. They probably well, didn't even leave the keys for him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> there was that random Poor I know, Robert, right? Talbot, Talbot has a rough go of it this episode. <laughs> he really does. He, he like he got promoted to brigadier general and now he's just like the whipping boy of of the yeah. shield. Crew. I don't know that yeah, I don't know that's ever going to be a like a gap that they were going to be able to reach across between Talbot and Colson, You know, T- Colson tried to convince him. They to, like, really did work together. Well, we say I say that I say that he tried. I, he may have just been trying to get his biometrics. You know. Yeah, he might have just been poking at the bear, getting yeah. him all riled up. I want Talbot to be broken. I really do. I want him to, uh, like, learn his lesson and and help Shield. Because yeah. I, I don't think Talbot's a bad guy. No, I mean he's got. Everybody's good intentions, or yeah. everybody's good. There's just no gray. Good will. There's no gray in his that. intentions. Um, there's no gray. There's there's just black or white. And Shield and Hydra are bad, and the government needs to take them down. Yeah, and uh, we all know that there is a little bit of a gray area. So, uh, they use, they use his biometrics to get into the facility where they believe the 084 is being held, which is the, we, the 084. 084, not, not O 084, but as we discussed last season. Yeah. Um, for, for any of you watching the, uh, did, did the rewatch with us and didn't watch all of the episodes, uh, an 084 is an object of unknown origin, um, an unknown object, actually. I think an object that's it's, it's an object of unknown origin, is the way they always say it. Okay. And I guess this one is, like, the grandfather of all 084s. Yeah. You know, this is the one that started it all. Like, they look at it, and they're just like, I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, and that first scene when they wiped 084 across the, uh, the box, it's like, ooh. <laughs> oh, it's that one. That's the one. Um... Yeah, so uh, they get in there. Um, yeah, but that's also where Crusher Creel is. Like he's been taking taken to that area, yep. which Coulson to be a warns prisoner. Talbot about. Yeah, he wants to be there. You can tell. That seems to be a recurring thing with Marvel is that bad guys get themselves captured, Hmm. just so that they can go get. I think that happened thing. in like um, the, the most recent uh, 007 movie as well. Did <laughs> it? Yeah. It also happened in a Gotham, or Dark Knight, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that prisoner got himself captured with the bomb inside of himself. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, that's, that's a pretty common thing these days, it seems like. Yeah. But <laughs> I guess the, the lesson that we're trying to be taught is uh, don't catch bad guys. Yeah. I think that's, what, uh, that's <laughs> what media is trying to teach us, and I always listen to my media. <laughs> <laughs> don't catch bad guys. Be a superhero. That's right. Uh, I don't know if that holds up. Yeah, I don't think so either. So they get they get into the facility uh, through some some hacking by Sky and some uh, some good acting on uh, Coulson's part. Yep. yep. Uh, using the biometric data, they fake that Coulson is Talbot, and and they let uh, Trip and the rest of the team in uh, as Major Jones or uh General Jones. General Jones. General Jones. <laughs> Next time you see me. Come up to me and shake my hand. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> was I, I love that he's just I gonna just kind of yeah, just Talbot. annoy Talbot a little bit. <laughs> that's what I say. Like he's just gonna be Shield's whipping boy from now on. Like he's just gonna be the angry guy that they poke. Yeah, repeatedly. Yeah. Like the um, oh god. Like in every kids thing ever, how there's always that one angry parent that's always like, "Ah, oh, your kids," and they're always like messing with him. Uh-huh. That's Talbot. Talbot's the uh, Talbot's the, the, the Homer angry neighbor. Simpson. Yeah, Talbot's the angry neighbor. The angry neighbor that works. It's always um, it's always in all of them. It's yeah. either it's either a teacher or it's an angry neighbor. Whatever. Yeah. that's Talbot now. Cool. I dig it. <laughs> I well, ship it. They go so they go into this facility and we get this very um, Indiana Jones vibe. Yeah. Indiana Jones, yeah. Ark of the Covenant yep uh wait Maltese falcon vibe <laughs> there <we go>. uh, <laughs> oh, you. you're getting in character i thank like you. it thank you uh <laughs> quote from guardians and we'll move on saw it for the fourth time this week by the way Did guardians you? oh saw my it god for fourth time so wow! Good. I know it's so good. I've only seen it twice. It's all I can afford. Yeah, I went once, and uh the movie theater projector messed up. and no. it, it, it shut down a few minutes, but that means they gave me another ticket to come back. And I, I went back and used it again on Guardians. So <laughs> I know I've seen it too many times, but I'm go, I'm gonna see it again. Just go ahead and spool it up. Spool it up. Let's do this. So they're looking for this specific box, the only box le- level, um, labeled level 10 clearance. Yeah, with a level 10 clearance file attached to it. Like, that's intense. Yep. Isn't that and only... it was sealed. Yeah, and it was sealed. Uh, and we saw it being sealed at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, I guess, I guess they probably opened it up and, and studied it some because Howard Stark was supposed to open all of those boxes and check them out. And play with them. Yeah, and uh, figure out what's going on. We'll so, probably get that in Agent Carter. Yeah, we'll I sure hope so. I sure. I mean, they they almost have to. They've already got the actors on the set with the devices. Like, yeah, I really hope we find out exactly um, the origins of Tahiti. yep and the blue the blue guy in the tub. I'll tell you the origins of the blue guy. You Yeah, I know. We, I know you think, and I you're probably right. Great. He's probably a Cree, which is a, no, a, a comic book race, also featured in Guardians of the Galaxy, um, that uh, we don't know about. If we're he looks just out. like him. Uh, he looks blue. <laughs> <laughs> All you blue people look alike. <laughs> I hate to say it. Um, are, are you alien racist? I think I might be alien racist. Wow. Um, so... Our our good friend, uh, Agent Hartley, played by Lucy Lawless, finds the 084 mm-hmm. and uh, opens it up. And she's uh, facing off with Crusher Creel, who's also trying to get it. And so she decides she's going to pull a Star-Lord and uh, gra- yeah. <laughs> grab hold of the powerful device. Let's see why this is so deadly. She us grab- how powerful this thing is. And she picks it up. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to poison her and kill her. Yep. Like, that's horrible. Yep. Yeah, not a very good weapon to wield. <laughs> Maybe if she had touched him with it, maybe we just don't. We, we, we. I guess we'll find out what exactly the power is behind this this item. Um, and, and I mean, at the the first scene, um, he says uh, that the Red Skull believed that it held, it held the, how does he put it, the power of death itself. Yeah, it will give us the answer to death itself. The answer to death itself. Yeah, um, which that's pretty pretty intense. And obviously, it almost killed Hartley. They had to cut off her hand. I, it that's looked like shit. they cut off her arm, like at the elbow. Yeah, it' pretty pretty high. Yeah, that's a significant <laughs> portion of arm to lose. But she'll get an upgrade. No, she won't. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what Hunter tells her. Yeah, yeah, She'll get an upgrade. <laughs> no, she she confer or like she you know comforts what they can do him. With robotics she, you, these days. You yeah, know, yeah, you can see you seen what they can do with robotics these days, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, it's probably going to be an upgrade. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty. And cool. then car wreck. Oh goodness. Um. So at this point, there's a moment of decision that Coulson has to make. Uh. Either get out with the O eight four or continue on with the mission, which we don't know what they're. What At this point, what their mission is. Yeah, I was thinking that it was going to be like, go capture Carl Creel so that we can put him in like a real prison. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking they were going to do. Hmm. And um, they misled me. Yep. I feel lied to. They, uh, they needed and... a Quinjet. They need cloaking device so they can... <laughs> I guess I... You know what this is really about? Coulson doesn't want to fly coach anymore. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I'm joking... That's probably exactly it. As much as as, much as that's a joke, that is like he's been having to fly commercial because they can't they can't lift off. Yeah, so they can't so, drive the bus mm-hmm, because it it doesn't cloak. So they've uh, they've they need a quinjet to get around the world and continue their I, efforts. I, th- I think it's mostly that they're taking the quinjet because it has cloaking technology and they can copy that onto the bus. Maybe so, maybe so, and we'll and we'll see if if. Uh, Koenig or Fitz is up to that challenge or Mac yeah (laughs) it'd be Uh, great if it was Mac if it was just like oh look new toy because yeah. I mean, he was asking for new toys at the beginning of the they episode. They got him a new toy. They got him a new toy to play with. <laughs> yep. Um, but at this point, uh, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. At the, at the point of decision, Coulson uh, commands them to continue on with the mission, which is to get the Quinjet. And uh, Hunter, the mercenary Hunter, uh, grabs hold of Hartley and says, I'm getting her out of here. I don't care, what, I don't care about orders. Yeah. Um, and he, he takes her the opposite direction. And so our, uh, our team takes off in a Quinjet while uh, they're in a car cutting her arm off that was such an intense scene um got got yeah, things things happening in both um it's a beautiful the, the the quinjet taking off and cloaking while sky is riding the motorcycle off was that and, sky or may It may have been may i thought it was sky i think sky was out front and may was bringing up the rear i'm not sure i'm not sure who was in <laughs> i don't know who drives a quinjet <laughs> Who could I, fly a Quinjet? You know, I don't know. <laughs> whoever does, whoever does. It's but, probably triplet. Yeah, it might have been trip. Um, I guess probably May. I, it would make more sense because May is the pilot. Nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> you know everybody's cross trained across all things. Yeah, it's in been, the it's Marvel been universe. like three months. Yeah, since he's had the proper end. training. They've probably all trained on everything. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, let's see. Hartley loses an arm, uh, and then this. This wreck was such a badass wreck. It really was. Um, Crusher Creole becoming the asphalt and letting the thing wreck into him. It reminded me a lot of uh, the scene from... Um, the Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier, yeah. yeah. A whole lot of... It reminded me a whole lot of Winter I'm Soldier. betting they probably took that scene from that and went, how can we do this in the show? <laughs> well, it definitely well, it definitely had a lot of similarities um, but him, him just like punching the ground, absorbing it, and becoming the ground, and letting it. It was really well done. Yeah, Pro- probably almost cooler than what we saw in Winter Soldier with I don't the know. with that uh, explosion. I don't know. And do you, so? Do you think? Uh, what do you think? Well, I guess we'll go on to. Um, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Right? Yeah, I mean he he walks up on the crash site and sees that like the arm is laying with the obelisk on yeah. the road, and he's like. That's what I'm going to grab, but I'm not just going to grab it. I'm going to absorb a little bit of this tire and uh, grab it with rubber hands and then walk away. And what Lance Hunter is like the only one that survived the car accident. Crusher, uh, rubber hands. (laughs) It's all about hands with you. Crusher, McRubber hands. Come on. No, uh, (laughs) Carl McRubber hands, (laughs) Caleb McRubber hands. Oh my God. (laughs) A lot of C names, Carl, Kyle, Crusher, Crusher, McDrippy Hands, <laughs> Lachlan, McKenzie. Oh. So we have, uh, <laughs> now you're just naming things that we never even said. Nah, McKenzie's in there, it's oh. Mac, the, oh. the mechanic. Oh, oh Mac McKenzie. Okay. I don't know that character from anything, and all we heard him in this episode was called Mac. Yeah. I just know it because I've read, like, all of the articles leading up to this. Gotcha. Because, you know, I collect the news every week. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, so let's talk about this episode. Uh, just kind of some speculations and where we might be going. Uh, we probably don't want to go to the Super Secret yet. Spoiler section. But let's just talk about, like, some some interesting things. Um, I really was interested to see that when, when she touched the obelisk and it became active. We saw the... Uh, the writing on the it. writing on it. And it looked like the language that Coulson and Garrett wrote last season. Yeah. That Garrett wrote with a nail yeah. and a piece of like bulletproof glass. Yeah. <laughs> and that Coulson wrote with a knife in a wall. Mm-hmm. And if, and it was in the in the beginning, we see it in the same place with the Cree dude that both of them got an injection of the blood mm-hmm. from in the first season. So, um, If that's the case, then it seems like the whatever this device, this obelisk, is somehow Cree. We say Cree, alien related. This is somehow related to this alien that they also this blue alien. It's Cree. Probably Cree. It's Cree. (sighs) So I wonder. I wonder what this device is. I wonder. Well, it's an obelisk. Well, that's what they called it. I don't, know if, I don't know exactly what obelisk means, it's except the for the O eight four. It's the O eight four, the original. Yep, Grandpappy. Yeah. Really, really cool. Sired them all. Really, really, really cool. Um, I loved uh, the, the the character movement in this episode. Was really cool. Uh, Coulson dealing with. Wait, what do you think about Coulson's character? Uh, I mean, he's dealing with being director. Yeah. He's a lot more like he's got a lot more of the stoic nature that being director normally comes with, but mm-hmm. then he's still Colson. And I really yeah. like that. He's he's not just You know, he seemed like he was acting like Colson around May. Yeah. Um when he was with May, he was being real. He was being like he had a, a some jokes. I don't think he told a joke past that point. Um he, he he's very like directory around yeah. everyone else. Well, I mean the scene with when, Talbot, he has a little bit of levity, but it's all like, it seems like he's putting on the levity just to get to get a response from Talbot. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But like when when he was talking to Hartley and uh, Lance Hunter, it's Hunter, right? Oh, that's guy. right. That's right. Yeah, that was a, that was a good scene. The guy scene. was like, well, so God, sounds like my first wife. And he's like, should have listened to her too. Yeah. Like, it was serious, but it was also a joke, but it yeah. was still serious. Yeah, it was still serious. Like, like, that seems like that's Coulson's entire character now. He's still Coulson. He's still quirky and funny, but he's also really serious about being director. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I love that they took Coulson and then also added another layer to the character. So he's yeah. got... It's Coulson He's under working with all of that. Yeah, Yeah, it's Coulson. And he's, oh, God, Clark Gregg does such a good job. Yeah. I, I liked him more in this episode than I've liked him in in almost any of the episodes. I really, really enjoyed him in this episode. Yeah. I thought he played it great. I thought Talbot played it great. Um, Fitz's character, I I mean, we've already discussed it a little bit, mm. but I just don't know where they're going with that. And I, well, I think I do know where they're going with that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have any inside knowledge about the character or what he might become, but I think he's going to, I think there's going to be something. We're going to see something happen with him, something big this season. Yeah, I think so. Just, He's probably going to make something mechanical and be like, see, I can do stuff still. I'm still good at this job that you had me doing before. See? And now it rots my brain. It rots his brain? I don't know. See, I think he's going to uh, become, I don't know. I think he's going to make some sort of device to try to recharge his brain and maybe it goes too far and he becomes certain sort of like super brain or, uh, <laughs> you know, loses touch with his humanity or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know just some sort of great science fiction comic booky uh origin story for a <laughs> Yeah, some sort of mad scientist origin story. Yeah, I love it. I'm excited I'm excited to see where he goes cuz right now we have that like like I said Flowers for Algernon like moment where he like n- n- he misses being intelligent. He misses the intelligence that he used to have. Yeah. And now he's he I think he's going to strive to become that again and he's going to get motivated and uh he's already has a, an imaginary friend um I wonder where the go- I wonder if Simmons is coming back. Surely we'll see her again. Are we going to actually see her yeah, again or is it going to be know. like retcon to be like no, he was just going crazy again. Maybe she never existed. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, they said she left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've all been incepted. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, they never knew Fitz before then, but now, now when when they're introduced, he's already been in inception dreams with them and given yeah. them the thought of absolutely. Simmons. He's he's uh, this is all part of that uh, super villain thing I was talking about with Fitz, you know. That's the worst thing. I think Fitz is going this to become is the a supervillain. dumbest villain. story. I'm hoping Fitz becomes a supervillain. No, you're not. Stop it. How dare you? I'm straight up hoping Fitz becomes God, a God, why villain. would you do that? That's horrible. Because I think he'd play it wonderfully. He, he would play it wonderfully, but so, that kills my Fitz. He has such a dark uh, side to him in that first season. <sighs> um, and such a recklessness about himself um, in, in some places. And I really, really would love to see that character. He's got a reckless idealism, though. I mean, which is common in 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 villains, but like he wants to see the good in everybody, like especially in Ward, he just wanted yeah. to see that Ward was a good guy. Like he did, but he Yeah. <sighs> he's learned some hard lessons. Why are you doing this to maybe me? Maybe he still maybe he still wants to see the good in Ward, and him and Ward can go on a villain spree together. Shut up! Shut your mouth! <sighs> How dare you? That man is behind a laser prison. Yeah, an invisible laser prison. But super brainiac, uh, uh, Fitz could get him out of there. <laughs> Not anymore. Soon, maybe Soon. after he reactivates I really, himself. I really, yeah, yeah. I really can't wait to see what 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 becomes of Fitz. Um, May was good as always. I didn't really see any big movement in May, but uh, she yeah, she seemed a little more personable. Yeah, yeah, you know, with Sky for sure. Yeah, there's a scene with Sky. Well, just with everybody. Uh, hmm. Like she seemed a lot more personable with uh, with with Coulson instead of being very business and everything. Like she seemed like a friend that was checking on a friend. Like, hey yeah. man, you were supposed to like. Well, talk all to the me. all the secrets are gone. Yeah, from yeah. last season. Yeah, she definitely seemed much more um, friendly with Sky than we've ever seen her. There was a scene where they're like acting chummy. Yeah, um, and I guess yeah. Sky, I think, has proved herself in in uh, in May's eyes. Yeah, you know, being inducted going through the training and all that like mm-hmm. she's she's in now i um yeah I, are there any other characters we want to discuss before we uh, give our review our ratings and move on to the spoiler section uh not not in great detail i mean we didn't get a whole lot on like hunter or mac or we didn't really see a whole lot of triplet like i really like the mercenaries i just like the uh Dynamic that it adds to the group. Yeah, I liked it when it was multiples of them. We might not have that now with just you know Lance being the only one that survives. I don't know that he's the only one that survived. We saw they him looked on, very dead. <laughs> I didn't think so. I thought they. I, I definitely they could be. I don't know that Lucy Lawless is dying that soon. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. I, it seems odd I, that they would hype her up this much just it's to kill her. It also seems off. odd that they'd cut off her arm if they were just going to kill her. Yeah. Uh. Although, you know, it could be. But I, I think we're going to get a one-armed Hartley throughout the rest of the season. Maybe. Uh, maybe even mechanical-armed Hartley. Ooh, robo-arm. Robo. Robo. Robo Xena. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like a robo-Xena. You just don't even want it. You don't even want to take that on. Um, Hercules didn't want that. No, no. <laughs> so... There's lots of, uh, there's just lots of, lots of good, (laughs) uh, lots of good character stuff. I I, I don't, they may be dead or maybe one of them is dead, but I don't think that, uh, I don't think that, I know that, you know, we know that Hunter's not dead, but I don't think that, uh, Hartley's dead either. I think they're, I think they're going to wake up in that car next episode. Uh, I may be wrong. I I mean, they, they could probably take him to the hospital or something. That's... Yeah, it seems more like. I mean, she's got to be bleeding out, though. She's like got her oh, yeah. arm cut off, well, and she just she... <laughs> flipped in the car. <laughs> she put on a tourniquet. You know she put on a tourniquet. Well, she man. did. They showed her doing yeah. that. And then she had to bite the seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, gosh. That, Think that about was... the amount of pain that goes into that. That was so rough. That yeah. was so, so rough. Anyway, so... Yeah, there's not a whole lot of character develop or other other other, other, than that. Not a whole lot of character talk that really needs discussing. Okay. Well what what how would you rate this episode then? You know what, this was a solid season opener. This was a solid standalone episode too, and it made me want more from the season because it ended on such a like a weird transitional kind of thing. Like you remember in the pilot, it seemed like the pilot could probably stand alone as its own thing if it needed to. Mm Mm-hmm. But then this one led me to want more because it's just, it's like, there's more story to be told here. You know, they took this thing, there's more story there. I don't, you said it's a good standalone. I don't don't think this one's a good standalone at all. I I mean, everything in the episode is dependent on what happened last season and is pushing towards something new, like, which I love. Well, see, I mean, like, it's not a a creature of the week kind of thing. No, not at all. Even though there is a creature, there is Crusher Creel, there is this creature of the week, but it's the creature of the season really. <laughs> they don't they don't take him down, which means he's coming back. Yep. Yep. Um and he's not the focus. The focus is the building of the characters uh through this uh uh yeah you know, th- through this episode and I, and I think through the rest of the season we're going to see those characters um I don't I don't mean I don't mean to say that it's a good standalone episode as in like you can watch this and never watch anything else and be, you know, yeah. good. I mean like it didn't need any like any lead up to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily need anything to follow it. I would like to see stuff follow it because, yeah. you know, it's, really I feel like it does. Story. But, but like, yeah, it's got good start to finish story on its own. And there wasn't like, you don't need to watch the first season to really get this one. I, it would be really, really helpful. <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd get this, this episode if, if I didn't watch that first season. I, um, I think I could, but you know, you're yeah, smart. Guy. You could figure out what's going I'm on. I'm a Wikipedia but, uh, fiend, so <laughs> I could well, yeah, I can could figure it out. But <laughs> this is totally standalone. All you need is Wikipedia and you could totally get every bit That's of That's really going. all you need in life. <laughs> you're welcome. So, so with that in mind, <laughs> <laughs> with that in mind, sure. Um, with that in mind, I would probably give this one a oh, I'd say a nine, nine, five. Cool. It was a really cool. good episode. I'm excited about the season. I am too. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it an eight, five. You've we'll always got to come in lower than me. I just, I, I like to leave room for, I like to leave a little room for amazing episodes. Do you, do you like to leave room for Guardians? I do. I do. <laughs> um, for, for what this was, for being a TV show and for being a Joss Whedon TV show, um, he has a bad habit of the first few episodes of a season being very creature of the weeky. Yeah, and this wasn't that. This was not that, and this um, that excites me because I've never seen him come in strong at the beginning of a season, uh, and and this just this really was strong. Now yeah. right, I will say, uh, in Buffy and Angel, there were great season openers here and there, but um, they always just felt very. I never felt like I needed to watch the next few episodes or whatever. Yeah, um, like the first few episodes were just kind of like. Leading up to stuff. Yeah, it'll be like creature. In Buffy, particularly, it'll be like every episode feels very creature of the weeky, mm-hmm. and then it slowly builds in the background some bigger bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this did that a little bit, uh, but not in a way that felt like, okay, we're going to have an origin story for Crusher Creel. We're going to uh fight crusher creole, he's gonna get the upper hand and then we're gonna defeat him. None of that happened. Yeah. We didn't get an origin story, we got some fighting of him, and then he they d- didn't defeat him. He yeah. won. Um and so the creature of the week it was like a creature of the week, but the creature won. <laughs> like which uh which is which is which is pretty rad. Pretty I rad. feel like I feel like we more got a look kind of like a, a a look through a through a through a peephole at like act three of something. You know, act three of the bigger thing with Crusher Creel. Yeah. Hmm. You get what I mean? Like... I don't. Act one, like in in plays, like act one through five, like... Oh, I see. Like the fact that we didn't get an origin for Yeah, we didn't get an origin, so we didn't get act one. We didn't get where he was defeated. We didn't get act five. But we got where he got the upper hand and there was the bad turn for the heroes. Act three. Yeah. Where that always happens. And I mean, like... Act three in a five-act structure, similar to, like, uh, well, I don't really mean similar. I guess exactly kind of how Shakespeare did his stuff in, you know, five solid acts. Like yeah. Act one's intro. Act two is a little bit of a build-up. Act three is, like, the turn and fall. Act four was recovery. Act five was we win kind mm-hmm. of thing. And we really only saw Crusher Creel stomping on everybody really yeah he's just a no he's just like is this known quality he was already on the index he was already uh you know uh already a threat and he comes directly from our threat from last season garrett yep um and then uh we we didn't even mention uh the the last scene the 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 stinger for this week uh which was what's what's his name whitehall yeah whitehall the um the nazi scientist from the 40s being yep. you know alive he's, he's now alive somehow and he's the mastermind of this entire operation it yeah, seems like he gets the thing that he wants basically uh and so so yeah we've got a we've got a villain we've got a villain uh, it seems like an a villain that's going to be behind the scenes at least at first yeah. so that's that's really exciting yep. and um i'd like to see where he where he's going and why he wants the obelisk uh, but yeah we we uh, so I should give my rating uh, Well, well yeah, i did give you my did 8.5. 8.5. um yeah, so I think that was a i think it was a solid episode, so yeah, as of right now, we're gonna go into our super secret spoiler session where we're gonna talk about everything m c u but before we do, just wanna let you know that if you want to comment on anything we've said this week or if you just wanna tell us what you thought of the episode, uh hit us up at five seven three cast m c u that's five seven three Two two seven eight six two eight. 8628 we would love to hear from you guys uh, we also are on twitter at mcu cast at MCUcast, cast and then uh, we're on um, facebook facebook that's facebook.com slash mcu cast and we're at mcu cast dot wordpress dot com so we're all over the mc all over the uh, internet as mcu cast and our phone number is 573 cast mcu and call it even if you want to just like leave more bad jokes for me to tell yeah yeah please please give him some better jokes that's what no no gonna... no bad jokes like no, no, worse i, I need to, i need some improvement. no <laughs> no i'm gonna get like the hokiest joke book
1: that <laughs> joke. i can possibly can joke
0: book <laughs> so i a really bad marvel joke book oh god that would be so great all right. Well, we're gonna go into the super secret spoiler and uh, just have a little discussion about how this plugs into the overall universe. So, uh, if you guys haven't seen any of that and don't want to be spoiled, let us go now. But uh, we'll we'll uh, see you next week. So uh, let's go into super secret spoilers in uh, three, two, one. Whitehall is cracking. Yeah, like the Kraken. We should also say that Super Secret Spoilers, we also include comic book spoilers, um, which – so sorry about that if we just spoiled things. So what is the Kraken? The Kraken. Well, I mean, aside from being a delicious rum beverage, (laughs) is uh, a character in Marvel Comics where he's like a a super ultra Hydra agent, like one of the really top level dudes. And really he's he's a scientist that wants to make – people the like w- into what they're meant to be like he wants to open their potential so to speak kind of like how the inhumans were just normal people until they were exposed to the Terrigen Mist and then became the inhumans yeah but he wants to make people into what they are meant to be through whatever experimentation that he wants to feel like doing i wonder i wonder if he's gonna i bet he's gonna end up interfacing with fits i really hope not I really hope so. God, I, I hope not. That's gonna hurt me. Oh, inside. Man, I hope so. I'm gonna love it. <laughs> it's I gonna mean, hurt I, so bad. I hope that Fitz ends up choosing the right side and being a good guy in the end. But I would, I'd love to see him go through a dark period. That that'd be, that'd be killer. <sighs> yeah, for me, I like inside in <laughs> here, like where it counts. <laughs> so, I really, I think that. Reyna is gonna work with him as well. We're probably gonna see the girl in the flower dress some more because her main question was, "What will I become?" Mm-hmm. And that's what he's all about. Is Whitehall's all about making people into what they're meant to be, and and pushing evolution, so to speak. Hmm. And he's probably he's probably also gonna be a part of the um, the experimentation that that. Uh, Baron Strucker was doing at the end of Cap Two when they mm-hmm. showed uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Definitely seems related. Yeah, I mean they're Nazis. Yeah. So obviously that's the connection. So Baron von Strucker is a Nazi as well, at yeah. least in the comics. He's Baron, He's German. He's Baron Strucker. Well, yeah, but he's, he's German. He's that doesn't he's, necessarily mean he's Hydra. <laughs> 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 you don't have to be Hydra to be German. Very I guess. insensitive. <laughs> It really was. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hydra, though he's it's Hydra. Nazi. Well, he's, he's German, of course. Yeah. Duh. Well, anyway, yeah. No. uh, anyway, So, okay, we got Reina. Uh, she's dealing with. Uh, she wants to know what she will become. We got this guy who wants to teach people what they will become. No, no, not we- teach. Like make, make. Okay, make them into. All right. Experiment. And then we got Sky who has something with her father. Make drippy hands. McDrippy Hands, uh, as we call him here on the MCU cast. <laughs> um, man. And then we've got Fitz, who's also looking to become something more than he is now. We don't know that. Oh, we do. We uh, do. Uh, I see it. I see it so I clearly. really Like I see it. The universe is written on the back of my eyelid. Really? Really, Sorry. Garrett? <laughs> stop it. You're not Garrett. You quit that. <laughs> Well, I yeah, I don't know about any other connections, really, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What the, what, the, what, the, what are the big things? Uh, we, I, the, I'm really excited to see what the deal with this blue blue dude and what the deal with the obelisk is and how they're related and how it's related to the language that now... Uh, what is this message that Garrett and Coulson are writing everywhere? And then um, Sky with her dad and how all of that's related. It and- seems like there's two separate... It seems like there's two very distinct camps growing, uh, of, of like some sort of in, super powered individuals, some sort of secrets. Two different secrets that are being developed, and that's uh, McDrippy Hands and uh, and and Sky's Sky's father and Reina and all of that, which ties into uh, Whitehall Doctor Whitehall. Yeah, it kind of just he's the connector between oh, yeah, all he, of it. He, he's 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 trying to get. He's going to be trying to connect all of those He's things. He's the puppet master of all of this. Which we don't know yet that he has any connection with Reyna, but I, I'm, I'm guessing we will. Puppet master's actually we'll see. a Marvel character. He's like the puppet master. <laughs> Why can't we get He's through cracking. anything uh, without naming other Marvel characters? <laughs> it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's it.
1: <laughs> You're um,
0: welcome. You know to... what? Batroc the Leaper. So what? <laughs> <laughs> well, That was, that was a non sequitur. <laughs> Um, just other Marvel characters who've shown up for almost no time at all. And then gone away. I wonder, I wonder if in this, uh, agent Carter series, we're going to get more from this blue alien. And if we'll actually see him speaking or like, if we'll actually see a Kree, uh, communicating, if we're going to have an actual connection to the, to the distant galaxy, um, from our, uh, to our to our characters in in the nineteen forties. I don't know. We might. See. I, it seems like they're building toward that, or so, some. I don't know. Creedo's dead, man. He's so dead. Is he dead? I thought the whole thing was you. They were like keeping him alive in that little. Tomb. I don't know. They were yeah. sucking some juices out of him. I knew that. Some sort of juices, but I'm assuming he has to be producing those juices, which probably means some sort of lit life. I don't know. They could be like breaking him down a little bit at a time, and they've gotten through like his feet and legs by that point. Oh gosh! They're just like they're slowly melting him. Oh. <laughs> that would be horrible. Maybe, maybe that's it. That's gross. Yeah, it is. On the on the pursuit of the trivial this week, we talked about. Uh, the ancient, pra- the old practice of from like the 12th century to the 17th century, people thought it was good for you to eat mummies. <laughs> <laughs> so they would like, no, it's dissolve not dissolve mummies and then like drink mummy juice and die. Uh, yeah, pretty don't much immediately. <laughs> they seemed to survive it, but people thought it was uh, really good for them. But that it, it would like cure all kinds of diseases and stuff. No. It, nope, it pretty much a, gives them... Not a thing. Not a thing that that does. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. So, so aside from plugging your other podcasts, is there anything else <laughs> we wanted to talk about? I don't think so. I think, I think that's pretty much all I've got um, as for connections to the overall MCU. I'm, I'm excited to see if we do get a connection to the Cree, which would be interesting because it'd be connecting our little show directly to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, it would. In a way that no in a way that nothing else in the MCU is connected to Guardians of the Galaxy yet you know yeah i mean we've yeah. got the thanos connection but other than the, and the collector co- connection but other than those two like characters we don't have any much connection to the Guardians of the Galaxy uh as a movie um i mean we've got these like little thin strings connecting them and it, there's no like i do want to bring something up i noticed uh yeah watching um Watching Avengers, we watched a little bit of Avengers last week. Yeah, we did. I, I didn't finish it with you guys, uh, but um, a couple th- a couple little connections that when I was watching Avengers, just kind of getting a refresher on that movie. I noticed they, they talk about the uh, the staff that Loki has, and they say it's powered by the Tesseract. Yeah, which obviously, if it's powered by the Tesseract, that probably means it's not an Infinity Stone, uh, which which has been greatly theorized. It could be just that it had the same kind of energy. And so they're assuming it's being powered by the Tesseract, and it could be. It could mean it is an Infinity Stone. I just thought that was an interesting uh, comment. Also, I, I heard Loki uh, in the movie say that he'd been to parts of the galaxy that they'd never seen before, that Thor knew nothing of, mm-hmm. which made me think that Thor doesn't know anything about uh, the area where Thanos lives, which is like the Kree Empire and Xandar and all that. But... In the area where Thanos lives is called Sanctuary. Okay, sorry. No, no, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, though, it, they at least have seen the Collector. Yeah, so they have some connection to that part of the universe. Yeah, um, because they they took the um, they took the Infinity Stone, the Ether, to to the Collector's collection. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm wondering what that all means. Like a, uh, how much of the, and we also know that a. Uh, Th- Thor girl, <laughs> girl from Thor Sif Sif, uh, Sif uh, knows about Cree. Knows about Cree. She mentioned the Cree. So she I don't knows. know. She mentioned the Cree and several others so, as being. Yeah, weird. yeah. So where do we know? But she named Kree first. Where did Loki go, if not there? I was assuming, throughout the, you know, back then, before we knew about Guardians or the Kree or any of that, um, I was assuming all of that was that he got, you know, he fell off the uh, Rainbow Bridge or whatever and landed somewhere out there near Thanos land, and then he spent the, uh, you know, years or a couple years building up this army and getting Thanos to invest his army into into this... uh, you know attack on earth uh but it seems sounds like he went somewhere else even further out he's probably been around the block yeah well also loki has the ability to conjure up the like kind of the scry on the universe he can he can It's not as powerful as um Heimdall where Heimdall can just look and see anything that he feels like looking at. Mm -hmm. But Loki can kind of conjure up a a vision of what's going on somewhere else. So he can look anywhere he wants to. He probably has just looked around a bit every now and again, but um, he probably ended up somewhere crazy yeah, and then looked some other crazy places and then came back and found Thanos. Yeah. I just thought all that was interesting that he, Talked about a pl- being places that Thor knows nothing of. I've you know? seen worlds you've never dreamed of, Odin's son. Yeah, thought that was interesting. Given that we know, at least where we thought he came from, we know that Thor has at least some connection to through the Collector. Yeah. So anyway, thought that was interesting. I just uh, thought I'd bring it up, and I don't know where, where they're going to go with that, or I'm if it's curious. It... Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm excited. Always so, oh, so excited. Always oh, so excited. So exciting. Anyway, well, guys, uh, I guess that's uh, that's it for us this week. Thanks for listening to us ramble. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you. Uh, and we are uh, we're the MCU cast. Please go give us a call at five seven three cast MCU and uh, tell us what we should talk about. Review us. Comment. Yeah. Like, please go uh, review us on iTunes. It's it's the Anger, beginning of the new season, and uh, we're gonna get subreddit. Hopefully people, some, uh, <laughs> we'll hopefully have some people, um, new listeners and, uh, the best way they can find us is if we get good reviews on iTunes and get pushed to the top of the, top of the lists. So please go give us a review and, uh, subscribe and like us, like us on Facebook. And we'll talk at you next week. All right. Get, get it at them. Cause talk at them. Talk at them. I talk to them. You do. Well, yeah. That's nice of you. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week.